I can't do a, I can't do a good Jim Gray impersonation. Can you? Hey Dan. <laughs> hey. hey Tom. This, so this, uh, is, this segment is brought to you by Astros. Finest steak in all of the Eastern Seaboard. Astros. Eat one. <laughs> I like my hash on the griddle. Little griddle edge to it. But you can't hash it unless you rehash it. I tie you out into an open coast. Hell, run a boat. You're in the news. Your uh, your father had some comments. Uh, do you have any? Do you have a statement for that? What are you talking about? Your father had some comments, Jim Gray. You're sitting with him in the booth in Los Angeles. Hey Tom. Hey Tom. I just threw open my mouth five times and swallowed. Hey Tom. Tom, what are your thoughts on your kid? Tom. Is that VV there in the background? Hello, VV. Hey, you see, Brady is, is introducing this new like clothing line. Yeah, I don't know why. The hell is that? I thought his clothing line was TB12. Yeah, obviously it's not doing so hot. No, I think I, I honestly think TV12 is doing fine. I think this whole new Brady clothing line will probably suck. But, or how about this for branding? Don't make multiple brands for yourself. Just just make normal clothing for TV12. You want to? You want to like have a? <laughs> so it is an exciting Tuesday. And oh, yeah. uh, it's Taco Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. How are the tacos? Was it the usual? The usual mixture for you? Yes, the usual. It's a it's a rainy, dreary Tuesday, um, and they are still building a house. Actually, still drilling a hole into the ground to build the house. So I get to uh, listen to that for eight hours a day while I work. Now that that's fantastic because uh, at least. There will be some kind. There will be some kind of drilling going on near or in your house vicinity. But um, great time. Disc. Um, I feel like I could have executed that better. That was sloppy. That was sloppy and lazy. Anyway, were your tacos sloppy and lazy or no? Uh, they were sloppy but not lazy. Mm-hmm. Now, were the I vegetables like were the vegetables immersed <laughs> in the in the meat mixture as always? Yes, of good, course. Good. Peppers, onions, no, tomato. No tomato. No tomato. I that, get that. Well, I get that with the salsa. Right. That's true. Well, tomato also has uh, inflammation. You know, no nightshades. Tom Brady would say, no, no. Well, I'm not playing professional football, so I don't really care. Yeah. Well, Big Ben <laughs> plays professional football, and he looks atrocious. Yes, he's over. But big, he's over but Big Ben lost weight. Yeah. Bullshit. He was on a diet stricter than Tom Brady's. He looks like absolutely do- absolute dog crap. It's, he went from two fifty to like two forty. Yeah, because he t- he took a shit after a big breakfast. Exactly. <laughs> big Ben breakfast. I want a Big Ben breakfast. That sounds good. You went to a diner and they had oh. a Big Ben breakfast. So, oh yeah, like the 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 place we went to in New York. Oh dude, the, or or the place uh, in Miami when we got the like alcohol milkshakes or whatever. Big Ben probably does breakfast at diners. I got a shot of Jameson at yeah. eleven thirty. Yeah, he, he <laughs> does, No one orders um 
like morning slash midday food better than Big Ben or takeout. I feel like that's right up Big Ben's alley. Going to a fancy restaurant? No, I think Big Ben like would suck at that because I, I don't think he likes nice things. Got a snacks. master's tab. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Ugh, Big Ben's just so gross, gross and disgusting. All right, well, it is. Uh, let's. Yeah, well, we already said it's Tuesday, but it's season. Season three. Season three episode. Episode nine. Yep. Episode nine, and uh, Matt is sleepy. We are recording later than usual. No, we're not. Pardon sleepy my take. Matt. Who records at two a.m.? We're we're just recording at six. Is six fifty? Do they actually record at two a.m. Uh, on for their Monday episode? They recorded at right after the Sunday night football game, so it usually goes until two a.m. One thirty. Oh really? Yeah. We should do. Well, we've done that before. We recorded after the Thursday night game. Oh my god, that was such a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what Thursday night game was that? Do you remember? I don't know. I don't know. I was hammered. Oh my god, goodness gracious! All right. Well, since it is that time of the week, it's that time of the week for for grievances filed. It's so. that time of the month for the yes. Whoop, whoop. Week three in the books, boom. We start in Houston. Where is the Carolina Panthers taking on the long neck Davis Mills? Mills Mafia was not able to show up to the game, but it was Chubba Hubbard and the new look Sam Darnold Panthers getting it done on a Thursday night. This game wasn't too exciting. So the final score of this one was Panthers 24, Mills' neck 9. We next go to New England where I was there to watch the Patriots suck get the whole day as people are looking at me as they screaming out terrible. And John o. Smith gave the, the New Orleans Saints a touchdown uh-huh. as the Saints rumbled and stumbled their way to a 2013 drubbing of the Patriots. God, I hated that game. We now go to Western New York. We're there. I was watching Josh Allen return to his MVP status against the Taylor Heineke Heineken. Huh? What? Redskins? Taylor Heineke played pretty well, but he was no match for Josh Allen as he threw not one, but not two, not three, but four touchdowns, and he ran one in. Also, good for Josh Allen. Bills 43, Washington 21. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Excellent audio quality there, folks. Next we go to Cleveland, where the Chicago Bears were Cleveland steamed all over by Miles Garrett in the defensive line of the Browns. 26 to 6, that was terrible. We fast forward to the fourth quarter against the Detroit Lions, and it was Lamar Jackson who converted a fourth and 19 to get Justin Tucker into field goal range. But what's Tucker's field goal range? What? 66 yards for the win, Justin Tucker. And he gets the Ravens a huge win on the road, and Jared Goff falls to 0-3. Ravens, 19. Lions, 17. We next head to the Music City where Jim Irsay was rocking and rolling off the but it was uh, the Derrick Henrys who were rocking and rolling on the field as they were able to 
guitar their way to 25 or 16, they win. I didn't watch a second of this game. <laughs> In Kansas City, it was Andy Reid who fell ill, and it was also Patrick Mahomes who could not get it done because he was getting outdueled by the young gun, Justin Herbert, as he was tossing dimes to Mike Williams for the lead and for the win. Chargers, 30, Chiefs, 24. Who called that one, boom? Uh, next, we go to uh, New Jersey, where the New Jersey Giants lost in a, a very much watched uh, Falcons-Giants matchup. A terrible football team, 17 to 14. Get to it was the Schittsburg Steelers taking on the Cincinnati Bengals, and Joe Burrow looked pretty good, and Ben Roethlisberger, oh boy, he looked like he needed to take a shit all game, or maybe he's just showing his true colors and true age. Bengals, 24. Steelers, 10. Huh? Next, we have another great Gus Johnson calling blue ball as somebody returned something named Agnew returned 109 yard field goal. six for a touchdown, but it was no match for Baby Yoda. The Arizona Cardinals won 31 to 19. Boom. How about that resurgence of A.J. Green over 100 yards? But we move on to Denver, where the Broncos remain undefeated as they thrash the Jets. They actually shut them out. Broncos, 26, Jets, nothing. Next we go to the Death Star, where your opponent's team go to God. As the Miami Dolphins went up 14, led by Jacoby Brissett, and the Pied Piper was leading them to a victory until Derek Carr was able to bring them all the way back for a 31-28 victory over Mark Davis's heritage. In Los Angeles, where the football fans aren't real, they were taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Rams jumped out to a lead early, and Brady kept scratching and clawing and trying to fight his way back, and he threw for over 400 yards. But they were no match for Matthew Stafford, who was dropping dimes and threw for four touchdowns in the victory. Rams 34, Bucks 24. Next, we head to Minnesota, where the Vikings were able to take on the Seattle Seahawks in a hotly contested duel as Justin Jefferson did the, that dance that I don't know how to do all over the Seahawks, 30 to 17. We go to the Santa Clara 49ers, where they were taking on the Green Bay Packers on a fateful Sunday night. And it looked like Jimmy G had let the 49ers down for a late Scoring drive for the win, but they left too much time for Aaron Rodgers. 37 seconds, and Rodgers goes, boom, bam, and he pumps his fist as Mason Crossbar pumps one through the uprights. Packers 30, 49ers 28. Finally, we head to Jared World, where Eli Manning is scoping everybody off on the broadcast. And LeBron was still being insufferable as the Dallas Cowboys were able to beat Philadelphia. What a week of football that was. Oh, and I was enthused. It was great. Just off the top of my head before we get into games right here, most exciting Mm -hmm. games, Packers 49ers were great. Even though the Buccaneers lost by 10, I thought that was still entertaining uh, to see if Brady would, you know, hang in there. Dolphins Raiders was great. Um, yes. Chiefs Chargers. I rewatched that. Well, like the 15, 20 minute highlights. Uh, Ravens Lions. The last 
couple seconds was pretty fantastic. The Lions get screwed in all sorts of kinds of places. Yeah, they do. Um, they need like to get I say, the Denver so they can be part of the Mile High Club. <laughs> well, yes. we know we know some people in Denver, you know, that could help you out. We should go to Denver. Why don't we do that? And then, uh, so, and then, oh, I don't know. You know, I I think yeah. similar to Houston, the Lions are like they're a professional football team. They know they know what they're doing now, but they still. Oh yeah, no, I thought Dan Campbell would be a total joke, but they actually play hard. Like the Lions would smash the Jets, but they they're both winless teams, right. you know. So right. the Jets, I have no respect for, even though I thought Saul, Saul would be a much better coach. Um, so now for, or, for the, sorry, go ahead. The, I was just going to say the Jaguars though are still uh, by far the the most laughable the the three. You yeah, think of it that way. I I, I agree. The now, Giants might be worse though. Yeah, the Giants are pretty bad. Now, in in terms of our usual uh, order of operations, fans of the show know we usually cover three teams pretty in depth, and then we, well, at least consistently, always, and then we kind of go around to other teams uh, based on the week that was. Now, Matt, should we go in order of super sad for you, semi sad for me, and then? Happy for me, or, or what? What order should we go out of out of the oh, power? I'll just three. start with the page. I'll start with the Patriots. There you go. Take it wherever you want. After, um, so I was there. Uh, I was wearing my my. I was Edelman was getting celebrated at halftime, which was great. How was that? What did, uh, what did he say? I never heard a speech. They never. I never found a video of that. I don't know. I was drunk, but it was it was nice. He was no. It was it was actually good. Um, I you know it was good to see him get one final send off. It, it, the way he ended his career kind of sucked, you know, against the 49ers getting his ass kicked. And so that was good to see. Um, I was wearing, I, I texted you the closest Jersey I had to an Edelman Jersey was a, uh, a San Diego charger, Danny Woodcock Jersey. There you go. Uh, powder blue, by the way, it was beautiful. And I got, you would think people would be like, why the hell are you wearing that Jersey? But then I'd be like, it's Woodhead. And they'd be like, Oh, smart. Yeah. <laughs> There's one woman who's like, wrong game, dude. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm like, do you not know who the best running back generation uh, is? They were like, is that Ekla? And I'm like, no, it's Danny Woodhead. Shut up. <laughs> it was great. Um, but the game on the field was uh, – so I, I said going into this game, I said the Patriots would cover if Trent Brown played, and they would not cover if he didn't play. And he didn't play. And it, I thought he was – looking to shape up to, to actually play because he was participating in practice all week. And then once again, um, and I sent you the, the Mike Giardi clips on Twitter, the offense, he, Mac Jones was just getting killed once again. He, every, there's a good like dozen plays where it was just like, he's, he's throwing it off his back and what, cause that's the only thing he can, like he can do. Right. Right. And it's not just the right tackle, whoever they put in at right tackle, whether it's Ron or Durant, has been just terrible. Uh, Isaiah Wynn on the, the left side has also been just not good. Zoe talked um, about it, though, right? Th that Saints defense is the same one that kind of rattled Brady uh, twice in the regular season last year, right? And so I think Zoe was right. They got home with four, and then they're like, we know we can get home with even more than four. So, I, you know, I saw right. in some of the clips you even showed me from Giardi, you know, they were blitzing, and... Yeah, you know he was of course getting the throws off, but he he was hitting the deck all the time. 
and there were some throws where you look at it and you're like, okay, if he had an extra half second, that might've been a 15 yard completion or something. And there was, there was a one throw. Um, Johnny Smith had himself a day. Uh, I don't know if you rewatched the whole game, but Johnny Smith was uh, uh, decided to say, you know, that massive paycheck I got, I'm, uh, I'm going to just tear it up and light it on fire. Did he get catching uh, the, lessons from Edelman? Yes, he literally just handed uh, Malcolm Jenkins a pick six, which was spectacular. Yeah. Um, and how about Hunter Henry? Other... Henry, so he catches everything that goes to him. The problem is he doesn't get any separation. And they don't throw to the tight ends in the red zone, apparently. Okay, like but the what's the issue with this? Okay, how, how, why, okay, now, uh, doesn't this kind of reflect on McDaniels a little bit too, that, that Hunter Henry isn't getting separation? Because it, it should be Hunter I, Henry I, from all from all angles was one of the top tight ends of the free agency class. So, all right, you know when when it was Brady's last year in New England, right? It was none of the receivers can get separation. I'm like, yeah, because it's freaking Muhammad's the new Piano Man 2.0, and Julian Edelman on a broken knee, and Doughboy Nikhil Harry who can't get open. But now you bring in other guys who have been good in other systems, like Hunter Henry and like John U. Smith. And now you're saying Hunter Henry can't get separation. So is it what? What's the issue? Is it the routes being called, or I don't know. I haven't seen. You know, like they just the whole thing was they don't throw a ball deep. And I don't care if they throw, they're taking like 50 yard shots down the field and act. that I don't care about. I, what I do want to see is um, Hunter Henry 20 yards up the seat. And they can't do that. I don't know. And, I, and Hunter Henry looks slow. That's the other thing. Like he, I, I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem. Uh, at least before this game with Josh McDaniels play calls, I know in Miami people were like, "Oh, they ran it too much." Uh, they they had uh, Mac Jones drop back over forty times, which is a lot. Um, this game though, they got too too far away from the run at some points early on, and then at other points in the red zone, it was like, "All right, let's hand off to Brandon Bolden one more time and just waste another down." Um, but I like Bolden. Yeah, but it's like, okay, you run it. There was a, um, it was 21 to three. They actually put together a good drive. Jones was, I think, seven of eight on that drive going down the field. That's a good Saints defense, and he's getting killed all game. And then they get down to the 11, and two straight handoffs to Bolden where they get, I think they lose a yard in total. It's like, okay, if you want to do it the first time, fine. But they didn't even throw the ball to the end zone. The third down play was just like a little, like, dump yeah. off the, to Smith in the flat. And that might be some of it might be on Mac Jones as well. Um, Cause I remember in the jets game, there were times where Henry has a chance in the end zone. And I think his, his best or where he's most suited is the red zone. Cause I think between the 20 and isn't that great, but it, it's, you know, yeah, I I'd like to defend yeah. the players just for a moment and not just because you mentioned Brandon Bolden, who I, who I do love. Um, yes, I, I, on a non-joking matter, cause I do joke about Bolden a lot. I do like Bolden, you know, and I no, don't, not bad. and I don't think you can be in the NFL for eight or nine years by accident, right? The average length of an NFL career is what, like three years and Bolden's been here three times that. So right. listen, 
Hunter Henry, you say he's not getting open. Brandon Bolden had unsuccessful running plays. I've seen Bolden run it well before. I really have. I've seen Hunter Henry run and catch it well before. I've seen John New Smith make plays. You know, we've seen Nelson Aguilar make plays. And then it start then I start to think and I'm like, should we start blaming maybe some of this on, you know, Josh McDaniels a little bit? You know, maybe, okay, sure, I understand, like, let's not run a stretch play here with Brandon Bolden, you know, but Brandon Bolden could be, you know, he could hammer it inside. Hunter Henry can get open, you know, so I think it just depends on maybe it could be the play calling. Maybe they should take a look there. Something, part of it, I agree with part of that. Um, the first six plays of the game for the Patriots, it was two, three and outs, by the way. So two drives. Uh, now, what were the three? What were the six plays? So I don't remember. I remember the first one. The first one was a handoff to Damian Harris, picked up like seven yards on the first play. So I was like, "Oh, cool!" And, you know, they, I think they ran off the left at left side, not the right side, with Perron, um, and they picked up seven. I'm like, "Okay, cool." And then they went on to throw it uh, five straight times and really didn't get anything, um, yeah. or tried to throw it. I think he got sacked in there once. But the, the point is uh, they got away from the run really quick um, when the game was still within one score. Um, and it it just snowballed and they got the quarterback killed. Um, now, when, when did Damian get thing, benched? At what point was Damian benched? Uh, somewhere in like the second quarter. Now, I mentioned, Bolden, I mentioned this in, in like my in the, in the Instagram video I posted today. I don't know if it also got sent out to Twitter too, but I basically made a, you know, video saying I'm going to post, you know, Brady wants six rings for New England. So I'll, I'll list six reasons why uh, the Brady and Belichick marriage didn't work out. And I started with reason one today. It was uh, Belichick's inexplicable benching of Malcolm Butler in Super Bowl 52. And I think a lot of his weird antics and benching and things like that do come from uh, his ego and him being 70 years old and kind of stuck in his ways a little bit and, and him saying, oh, this has worked for me before. I'm going to continue doing this, you know, uh, no emotion, black and white uh, decisions. And then meanwhile, you see, you know, Ramondre Stevenson, doghouse. Damian Harris doesn't block well, so he's benched for Brandon Bolden. And then you mentioned, but he picked up seven yards on the first play of the game. And, and then the whole Malcolm Butler thing in Super Bowl 52. Maybe he should take a note out of some of the, you know, even Andy Reid, who's near his age, has more contemporary views of football. You remember that uh, opening night back in 2017? Kareem Hunt fumbled the first play of the game as a rookie. Now, if he was in Belichick's system, that would have gotten him benched. But Andy Reid says, okay, he fumbled. Let's, let's keep going back to Kareem Hunt here. And then Kareem Hunt literally became a Patriot killer, you know, for a couple of years before he went to Cleveland. So I don't know. I feel like his ego kind of does hold the team back a little bit. You know, my feeling on running back. So I don't really care who's carrying the ball, but they did. They just decided not to run the ball. So then it shouldn't uh, matter whether Harris or, or Bolden is getting carries, right? No, it shouldn't. But it's like when you have Brandon Bolden in there and it's there, they keep running the ball with him and nothing's working. It's kind of like, okay, what the hell are we doing here? They're down, they're down by three scores and they're trying to, run the ball inside with Brandon Bolden, uh, you know, near the inside the 20 and they get nothing. You know, that's what pisses me off. It's like, instant, just 
they, it, on top of that, Mac Jones has been, what was he? Six of eight, seven of eight on that drive all the way down. He actually looked good. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the, it's not necessarily Bolden. Like I think Harris is obviously better than Bolden carrying the ball um, when he doesn't fumble, but Bolden's fine. Whatever. I like JJ Taylor. I wish they got him more involved because he's fast. And yeah. they have the, the Patriots as a whole are really, really slow. They have some quick guys, but not really. They are slow. Um, but the, the, the biggest issue is the offensive line. Um, and Mac Jones wasn't great. I think he held up decently, though, given how bad the protection was. Like, he was still getting throws off, and they were still decently accurate. He did have that first interception, which was terrible, where he just either should have ate it or just threw it to um, – what's his face? I think it was uh, uh, Myers open underneath, um, and he just threw it pick for some reason Um, and there might have been a sack in there where he just held on to the ball too long but for the most part it was literally like he's getting killed now and you know as as a rookie that's going to ruin him what do you make of the report that said you know the game ended winston went over to talk to mac and then mac was about to go out i guess to shake hands with everyone else or something and then belichick kind of pulled them aside and and they went into the locker room did you I know you probably heard uh, that on 98.5. Did you see any of this? What were your thoughts? Uh, if you're asking if I saw it live, no, I was long gone out of that stadium by then. Yeah. Um, uh, as you know, I do not handle defeat very well. Um, and <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I, I just think like, from what I saw, Mac Jones was just kind of not like sulking on the you know, bench, but he's just kind of sitting there with his head down. So, you know, it was good on Winston coming over and kind of talking to him and, you know, whatever. Good sportsmanship. Woo. Um, and I think Bill was just like, get off the field. Like, <laughs> yeah. just forget about, you know, just move on. Um, the other thing, too, was the defense. Ooh, I love that defense, uh, especially that first Camara touchdown. I love how they just decided not to cover the one player that the Saints have. Or did they say that, that, that was either Judon or Bentley's fault? I don't care. Somebody cover him. Yeah. <laughs> he's the only, he's the only effing receiver. And he was wide open over the middle. And James Winston, like, I, the, the other thing is they didn't force a turn. They couldn't have forced a strip sack or it picked off, like something. There was no, they didn't make a play. And they were fine. Like, they, okay, to, you know, they, you can say, okay, they really only gave up 14 points throughout most of that game because there's pick six and then uh, the Saints got the ball inside the 10 on the first interception. So I was like, okay, fine. But the kicker decided not to like to forget how to kick that for second field goal attempt. I don't know what the hell happened for, um, for New England. And then the final, no, for uh, the Saints. Yeah. yeah I, was, like I, I was about to say goal. he missed two field goals, right? Right. The first one was 50 yards. I'm like, okay, whatever. Regardless of conditions, 50 yards. And the second yards. one, the second he just one, pulled, right? Right. He was, yeah. yeah. But the, it, the defense overall, I was like, okay, still kind of got run on. And they really didn't make any impact plays. If they got a turnover somewhere in the first half, that might have been enough to kind of kick the Patriots back in here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the Saints had all the momentum and they came out of the half and got that pick six. And I'm like, well, game over, game's over now. And then, the Patriots finally put together a drive and Jones leads them down and Kendrick Bourne, who had his best day as a Patriot, gets a touchdown. Yep. And it's a one score game. 
out of the blue after the Patriots get their ass kicked. And the the uh, Saints go on a like six and a half minute, fifteen play death march to kill the game for a touchdown. Now I heard that the um, touchdown with Hill came when uh, New England had ten defenders on the field. Yeah, which is the other thing too. Uh, the coaching it wasn't that they got out coached; they were just not coached well. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't like the Saints were like, oh, they have this this really good game plan, and the Patriots weren't ready for it. It was just the Patriots were committing mental errors left and right, and I'm. Uh, quickly uh lowering my expectations uh of this team if it's going to look like this i know i said 11 and 5 or 11 and 6 12 and 5 if they put everything together but if they're going to look like this um this is a six seven win football team at best uh and belichick should go should be fired at the end of the year now it continues to look like this i i agree and one thing of that defense that was a staple in it for so many years dante hightower's Checked out, I think, or or just physically. I don't think physically not the same. I, plus, checked out equals bad. Well, no, you. Get, I don't think he's. I don't know if he's checked out. I just think he's he's coming back after missing a year, and he's over thirty years old now. Well, plus right? did he, he, the quote I, I I remember him saying was he's not doing this for free, right? Yeah, I, so I guess that's not I that's think, not a good think, indicator that you're highly motivated. Besides, monetary. I don't know if he's not motivated. I, I think it's more of you look at some of these players who take a year off. Like, look at Gronk last year. Was he very good in the first part of the season last year? No. Would he? Okay. I think I think some of these guys, if they take a year off, especially once they're in their thirties, it's going to take at least eight weeks, at least half the season to get up and running. You know, All right? To get the but, but the, you're a linebacker, right? So you're eight weeks, half the season. And then at that point, you're up and running. But then at that point, you're also kind of worn down, too, from all the hits and from taking a beating. Yep. No, I, I don't disagree. But that, that front seven is uh, slow, and they can get run on. Yeah. Um, and their secondary isn't really that special. Thank God they didn't pay Gilmore. Um, yeah. Because, uh, you know, it, the Saints really didn't throw the ball that much. But when they did, like, there were a couple – I think they converted two third and longs on their first touchdown drive, and obviously they converted third and seven uh, at the end. That was a real killer. It was like, okay, you can't you can't put any pressure on Winston, and then you decide like, I don't know. It the whole team just doesn't know how to play anymore. Um, Belichick should go if if they end the year and they're seven and ten or something like that, and. Mac Jones is getting killed like he is. If Mac Jones plays well in their seven and ten, then he absolutely has to go. Yeah, I, mean, I guess regardless, I mean, you, you think go. back to at different stages of the season and what the expectations were. Right, it was well. Belichick spent a quarter of a, a billion dollars. Right, Kraft spent it, yep. and then on top of that, I remember months ago it was like Belichick's not done. You know, you don't spend a quarter of a billion dollars unless you get the quarterback too. Then they then they got the quarterback. Okay, so you got what you wanted. You agree, Mac Jones. You agree, Mac Jones actually looks compared to all the other rookie quarterbacks of the the first round rookie quarterbacks. I, I still think Jones has looked the best. Now that's not saying much, but right? No, it's not saying much at all. In fact, in terms of helping your football team win, if the 49ers pulled it out the other day, then maybe Trey Lance has had the most impact on his football team. Just that touchdown before the half. Trey Lance is five six season total plays have contributed more to winning football. Yeah. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but still, I think Jones, Jones has played consistently. Well, Jones hasn't really contributed to winning football because I I'm pretty sure that 
you could have taken snaps under center against the Jets and and won right. the football. But game, in week right? in week one, was he the reason they lost, or was he the reason that they were staying in that game? No, I think he was neither. I think that he he neither contributed to a loss, and I think he neither contributed to uh, a close game. I think he was just hmm. insert quarterback I here. I disagree. I think he made some plays under pressure that a lot of other quarterbacks might not have made. Um, then against the Jets, I well, then my, my I feeling you or I. Now, the one I do love is now there's a. I was going to say the growing consensus now or growing sentiment on Twitter is if uh, Cam Newton was the quarterback, this team would be two and one or three and L. <laughs> no, no. I, I said I would said they'd be zero and three. <laughs> no, they would still be the Jets, unfortunately. I, I somehow, I yeah. yeah. Well, you know, well, Newton might have found a way to give the Jets a pick or two as well. I wonder who wins a football game first: uh, the Jets, Giants, or Jaguars? Um, because I think the Lions, the, the Lions are going to win a football game soon. In my opinion, they are. No, the NFL will not allow it. Um, Jaguars aren't w- winning this week. Uh, Lions might. Yeah. Uh, the Giants are now. The Giants aren't winning. Nope. The Jets aren't either. Um, look at the Jaguars. Um, yeah. Well, these teams. I well, granted, I look at all these games. Whatever. Regardless, I, the Giants are the worst because they're just incredibly boring. Yep, they are. At least the Jets are laughable. Should we move on to the real New York football team? Yes. The Buffalo Bills. I was there. As, as you were in Foxborough. And, right. you know, everyone says Josh Allen returned to MVP form and all that. And I know there are some people doubting him, like, oh, is he going to regress? Is he going to this? I never thought he was going to regress. I thought that they came out, like, against Pittsburgh horribly, you know, either cocky or stuck in their own ways, or Brian Dayball was too pass-happy, whatever. And then against Miami, it was, you know, and they won 35 nothing, but the feeling was still like, ugh, you know, we didn't win in a great way. And then you win 43 to 21, obviously a narrower margin than 35 nothing against Miami. And I think Josh Allen looked great. I was there. Um, Cole Beasley had a ton of catches. Emmanuel Sanders, that was like his coming out party. Right, so you take Dawson a look. Knox. Dawson Knox rocks. <laughs> so, uh, and the other thing is, right, you take a look at the Bills from last year. You know, Diggs obviously is probably going to be a little more tightly covered, or defense is going to focus on him a little more than perhaps they did last year, which is as expected. Uh, Beasley is going to have probably similar production to last year, just because the nature of his slot position, and you know, you can't really press him or get on him. Uh, and with Diggs on the outside, you know, you're not going to clamp down on Beasley. But the thing I think is important is Emmanuel Sanders is better than, um, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, John Brown. John Brown. Basically, right, that's the change that happened at wide receiver three. And right. you never knew when Emmanuel Sanders was going to click um, or how fast new receivers do. But Emmanuel Sanders clicked. And I think that's pretty big, too. And the types of throws that Josh... Josh didn't miss, really. I remember week one I was there against Pittsburgh. He missed a wide-open Emmanuel Sanders. And now this week he's hitting Emmanuel Sanders. You know, he's not missing on those. So, um, again, I'd like... You know, it'd be 
They have a Houston Texan team coming into town, coming up. So I would probably imagine that's uh, kind of going to be, you know, more of walkthrough type stuff for the Buffalo Bills, not to guarantee any wins, but, you know, they're playing Davis Mills and the Texans who look like they literally don't want to win football games. I, I criticize them. There are so many decisions David Culley made which were not in the interest of winning a football game. You know, they were not calling timeouts to get the ball back. They were not going for it on fourth downs when they should. You know, they they were punting it away at the worst times. But anyways, back to the Buffalo Bills. Um, I th- I expected them to, you know, return return to form of last year. And I think they are. I think they're fine. I do really like Heineke. Heineke had another uh, diving to the pylon play, just like he did in the wild card game against the Buccaneers. No matter what happens with Washington and with when you know Fitzpatrick or drafting a quarterback, I think Heineke 100% will be in the league for a while. You know, maybe not as yeah. a starter, but like as a backup, I'd love to have Heineke. I think he's exciting. So. That, those are my thoughts on the Bills. I think I think they're they're in good position. They are now atop the AFC East, and honestly, in my estimation, they're probably not going to look back at this point. Let's go on to the uh, the sad portion of your day. All right, the go sad to, uh, Tampa Bay. Now, I'll Fire be honest. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. I'll be honest with this game. I don't fire them. It was. It was one of those strange games in which, you know, I wasn't, like, too angry losing the game. There there, there are games before, and I'm like, holy crap, you know, I'm, I'm pissed because, you know, we missed one or two things, and I've, I just kept thinking about the game over and over and over. Like, for some reason, that opening night in 2017 uh, was, like, a horrible gut-wrenching feeling losing to the Chiefs. Um, there was even that Houston Texan game in 2019 when Brandon Bolden should have recovered that last onside kick. And I'm like, oh my God. And I kept thinking about that. You know, there are certain losses where you're like, this went wrong. The loss to Tennessee in the playoffs, Julian Edelman, if he catches that second down in, you know, four or whatever it is, instead of dropping it, huge turning points right there. But this game and, and, you know, other times in like a, Denver games where Brady is barely hitting 50% completion and he's just getting obliterated all day. You know, like Brady got sacked five times. He got sacked five times, but he threw for 432 yards, threw for a touchdown, rushed for a touchdown. And the feeling was the Buccaneers were always down by at least seven. They were down by seven, then they were down by 14. They crawled back, they cut it to seven again. They Rams go up 14. You know, then they, you know, cut it back down to seven. Then the Rams go up, you know, to 17. And, you know, then they cut it to 10 again. So they weren't necessarily in striking distance. And Brady is known as the, you know, the comeback king, right? He can come back against anything. But the thing is, he's able to have those comebacks because the other team never puts the nail in the coffin, gut punch, final blow, knockout punch, right? You think back to Jaguars, AFC Championship game. They couldn't They couldn't put the nail in the coffin, right? Baltimore couldn't put the nail in the coffin in 2014, you know, only down by 14. And then they allowed the Patriots to, you know, score unanswered points. And that's the thing. The Bucs could never go, like, have unanswered 
consecutive drives of, all right, we scored, we get the ball back literally within 55 seconds. We score again, boom, now we have a football game. I thought Brady played well. He took a lot of hits. No Antonio Brown playing against Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, a good defense in L.A. This is um, This one was not one where I was pissed and angry about. I thought the Rams played really, really well. And I'll give credit to Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford, like, had the game, I think, of his life in terms of win and magnitude and everything like that. Because I, I forget who they played the first two weeks of the season, but this is, like, the most meaningful one of the season for the Rams so far. And they played really well. Killed him on third down. Killed him on third down. That's probably what I was most angry about. But I wasn't angry at the end of the game. Be like, ah, oh, we missed our chance. No, you lost by 10. So, but I think the Buccaneers are fine. I think Brady's probably not pleased about losing. But that's what I have for this one. How about you? Yeah, this is more about the Rams and the Bucs. The Rams proved again that they're the best football team in the league. Um, and you could see that I don't think, do they really have a flaw? Is there anything really wrong with that team? Like I look at the box and I say that defense is overrated. Um, and that, I think that defensive line, uh, I think got fat and happy. Well, no, no, right. A lot of, a lot of injuries on defense. I will just give them that, but yeah, but still that defense came in and a lot of people like, Oh, this defense is really good. And then they get torn up every week. Um, and uh, it's been consistent. Um, so I look at it and I say Brady's got to Brady's got to continue to play at an All Pro MVP level for them to maintain a like a twelve and five, thirteen and four pace. If you want to think of it like that, or now, until the defense figures it out, or until the defense figures it out. Right, but part of it still, I look at it and say that in order for they're going to run into another opponent down the road where. You know, Brady has an off day and the defense gives up 31 and all of a sudden, you know, right. You gotta, you gotta figure it out. Um, so that's something that they got to figure out. Uh, and I mean, obviously Brady still looks like Tom Brady, which is the thing. Um, but the Rams are, I picked the Rams to win. Um, yeah, you I should have picked them by more. Uh, yeah, the Rams are the best team in the league. <laughs> I don't, I look at that team and I'm like, I love their receivers. Their defensive line is really good. I like their linebackers. Their secondary is obviously sick because they have Jalen Ramsey. Uh, the quarterback now is good, right? You see Matt Stafford goes to a place where the coach is good. The, the receivers are all consistent. They have He has a defense. Um, the offensive line is good. Like, they literally have everything. Um, yeah. So, I think they – you the, the Matt Castellani week three power rankings, the, the Rams should be number one. The Bucks should be somewhere in the top three to five, I don't know, wherever you want to put them. The Bills are somewhere in there as well. Yep. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's more about the Rams and the Bucks. The Bucks will be okay. Yeah, I thought that was a huge, huge, like, answering the bell for Stafford there. That was good. That was really good by Stafford. He, he was really good. But the other thing he is... Almost- he had the potential to be another uh, Barry Sanders, uh, Calvin Johnson. Maybe not as great as those guys, but stay in Detroit and just get anchored by a just miserable uh, franchise. Yeah. Now, the only thing is, if uh, if Belichick was watching the game, he he would have been pissed off by uh, all those pick plays, such as the one that, you know, the one that he was pissed about, you know, back in Kansas City on the AFC Championship game. 
the one to Sammy Watkins that, you know, they ran a yeah. couple of those the Rams did. You know, not called, but that they is what it is. They should just let them score on that play. Not the Rams, but the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Other headlines anyways, from this week. Uh, uh, Tucker was the, crazy. Tucker, that 66-yarder, that was insane. Well, I still look at the Ravens and say they could easily be 0-3 right now. Yes, but they're not. But they're not. Um, right, and they came back against the Chiefs, and I give them credit for that, but they got a gift against the, the Lions. They really shouldn't have been able to kick that field goal. Um, and they would have, if it was five yards, it literally was like if had they not been given that five-yard penalty, they wouldn't have made the field goal. <laughs> no, <laughs> they, I didn't see the end of that game. game besides the kick. What was the five-yarder on? So the the play prior, Lamar Jackson has it, and it would be um, – they were, I think they were at the same position and he throw, he lets the play clock run all the way down and you know how it gets to zero sometimes when they snap the ball, like kind of bang, bang, and it's fine. They'll call delay game. He lets it go down to zero and then it wait like a one Mississippi to Mississippi and then he snaps the ball. So it should have been delay game. They didn't have any other timeouts. So it, it would have been a five yard penalty instead of a 66 yard field it would have been a 71 and obviously, he hit the crossbar in '66. So it would have made. I don't think they, they, they could play. not have kicked at '71, right? That's a that's a no. It would have been a hail mary, a, a hail mary and, or some weird play to Hollywood Brown of him running really fast. Right, and so on that play though, when he snapped the ball, it was seven seconds left. What he did is he pretty much just it was like one of those things where it's like either he's a guy on the sideline or he he, he chucked it out of bounds. Yeah. And then he, he killed the clock and they kicked it, so they got a gift. They yeah. shouldn't have won that. So that, that the Ravens team, I still don't think is that great. Um, the the Raiders, yeah. I don't think are particularly great either. But they're three and zero. I um, think they're I think they're decent. I think they are. Um, in terms of the AFC West, I think the Raiders at this point they're three and zero. I think they have a good shot of making the playoffs because I think I have them winning I, this week too. I, I it's funny to think though the. The Raiders are, are they, I don't know, they're tied for number one in that division. I still think they're the worst team in that division. No, I think Denver is. Uh, Denver's team, Denver is Denver, uh, not had a win I against disagree. a, they have not won against a team that has a win. I still look at that defense and say, I think they're really good. Well, <laughs> they'll, play, they'll, I th- they'll play each other twice this year, so that will be I settled. Think the, I think Teddy Bridgewater is actually a half decent, he's a, a top, you see, he could fit in somewhere between 12 and 15 in terms of uh, quarterback play. Yes, but he played like Teddy Bridgewater on Sunday. He 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 went back to the 190-yard Teddy Bridgewater type day. Okay, that's fine. No, <laughs> that, not, that, not that this 330-yard Teddy Bridgewater type day, but... That's fine. As If he plays like that, they'll win 11 games with the defense they have and the, the receiving options they have around him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the the Chargers, uh, I, I said last week on Friday, I said that this is a game where Justin Herbert kind of comes out and establishes himself, and he did. Yep. Um, and I have my Chargers jersey on, which is bueno. Um, and the Chiefs, uh, once again, um, continuing to show that their defense is a uh, – like the Bucks is a massive problem. Yeah. Now, Packers 49ers – Oh, wait, wait. Other oh. thing, too. Did you see that super, super cool uh, no-look interception by Patrick Holmes? <laughs> Two weeks in a row where he makes a super awesome play where he just throws an interception. He is. Yeah, I'm sure Jackson loved that. You tweeted at Jackson and his uh, fiance. Yeah, that was Eric Andre on the sideline. 
Yeah, it was. It was Eric Andre. <laughs> it actually looked like him. Oh my god, it's funny. And then uh, I'm waiting for him to clap back or snap back at me. Yeah, he'll. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he will. Green Bay, San Francisco. Jimmy G almost led a game-winning drive until he didn't. Um, I'm, and he, he I'm tried fu- to throw that game away as well. Yeah, I think the 49ers are good. Um, yeah, I think Green Bay's also. I think that Aaron Rodgers is right. Week one was an anomaly. Yeah, still a bitch though. Yeah. So um, you know, I, but the thing is, taking a look at the 49ers quarterback situation, the 49ers would have had no chance if um, Trey Lance was, you know, the starter. So I think Jimmy G's I, job is safe I, for now. So like you, like I remember in the preseason, they Trey Lance would have like one highlight. And yes. the highlight would be like an 80 yard bomb for a touchdown. And then you look at the rest of his plays and he's just sucks. Five <laughs> of 14 so, and sacked six times. And, and you're like, like what? And, yeah. And then you see the one, he's like, here's Trey Lance with this great performance. And it's just one, one throw downfield where you're like, oh crap. But then the rest of the time you're like, oh my God, this guy doesn't know how to play yet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think Jimmy G, they can still, I think they should win 11, 12 games this year. San Francisco. Yeah. Um, what other games caught my eye? Uh, anything else? Should we uh, should we recap how our pinkies went? Yeah. All right. So I, sa- I said I said Yankees would sweep, Notre Dame would lose, and Michigan would win. I hit every one of that besides Notre Dame losing. I I called the Yankees sweep. Never never bet against the Irish, my friend. <laughs> go Never. you always go, go Irish. Irish because yes because when they go and play just ranked teams all around they always do super well um and everybody loves them everyone I, does like, did you that's america's were you the team one that's were you the one that oh you sent me that tiktok of uh what every acc team is like yeah i'm the i'm syracuse i have the bag on my head <laughs> I was literally, I'm like, that's my team. Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. You, did you um, watch that ad? For, yeah, I, I I don't want to think about it. Oh, it's unfortunate because they're going to be there. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be miserable. I'm going with, like, a family friend. His dad's like, yeah, you can go. So I can't act like a jackass. I need to go. I need to go and win those. I, wait, 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 Matt. If I win the competition... I'll just bring you, and then you could ditch your seat. <laughs> I, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I can't do that. Could you imagine? Also, that? I I don't know where the, your seats are going to be. Mine are. Uh, yeah, no, I can't. I couldn't do that. All oh, right, the Red Sox. Time for you to cry. Yeah, no, I'm not going to be able to handle this. It's going to be terrible all the way around, and then they're going to get destroyed. I'll send you uh, each video I make. Check Twitter or something like that. I, the of my six reasons why the whole Brady and uh, Belichick thing ended. I'll try and make that. It's going to be a series for the next couple of days. But I this to me is not sad until I fi- like until Tom Brady like smashes them, throws a touchdown to Gronk, and then I just inexplicably start crying or something like that because I've been so angry at Belichick for like the last two years, three years. I've been angry at him ever since that Super Bowl. I remember. I feel like I told you. I'm like, I'm sold on him ever since Super Bowl 52. But Yeah. 
Well, I actually sold on him ever since the Wickersham article came out in 2017, and I found out that he wanted to sell on Brady and go to Garoppolo. And I'm like, go f yourself. That was the best thing that ever happened to the Patriots and Brady. And I'll keep saying it. Not the Wickersham the article. No, the that Wickersham article. Jimmy- Drafting Jimmy G, yes, but you and you understand my reasoning behind that. I do, but at, at some point the uh, he was already motivated. You could have could have moved on. You could have you could have gotten rid of Jimmy. The the whole premise of Belichick even contemplating going to Garoppolo over Brady in 2017 was that's I think the first nail in the coffin. Well, they traded him. Yeah. And Brady was still upset. Oh. All right. We'll record Same. later this week. Sometime later this week. All right, friends. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs>